0: No upfront charge for site build,
1: after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.
0: The Buck Sexton Show.
1: Chris Jacobs is our guest now. He is the founder of Juniper Research Group. Chris, great to have you. Great to be with you. All right, so let's talk a bit about what the, what the future of Obamacare is based on, first, the pick of Tom Price, as the New York Times refers to him, an Obamacare critic. What is Mr. Price likely to do as HHS Secretary.
2: Well, I think the first thing he's going to do is, is use the regulatory process to the maximum extent possible to pave the way for legislative efforts to repeal and replace Obamacare. He's also, in conjunction with the new pick to head the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, I think you're going to see a significant expansion of flexibility to the states with respect to their Medicaid programs, a lot of it uh, as a conservative, all wisdom on health policy does not emanate in Washington D.C. And I say that as someone who lives in Washington. It's better getting it back to the states and back to the locations where where local communities need to make those decisions for themselves.
1: Now, people talk about we've been talking about repeal and replace with Obamacare for a long time. I've heard recently some even conservative, uh, right-leaning health care experts. Who say, well, you can't really entirely repeal it. You'll just be able to sort of take out parts of it, or or do sort of surgery on Obamacare, if you will, but not completely, you know, toss it out the window and bring in something new. Do you agree with that, or do you think it is is a full repeal of the bill possible?
2: the The budget reconciliation bill that passed last year provides a great roadmap for repealing Obamacare. It repealed all of the laws uh, entitlement expansions. It repealed all of the law's tax increases. Now, under the budget reconciliation rules, there are some portions of the law that would remain on, on the statute books unless and until Republicans get 60 votes to repeal the thing outright. But I think that is certainly a good first step towards dismantling the law. We can go back and see what else can be dis- dismantled of Obamacare pursuant to the Senate procedures.
1: And what are some of the things that would change that would be beneficial to those of us right now who are sitting? look, a, a lot of people feel like they aren't necessarily touched yet by Obamacare, or right? those who aren't in the individual market, would, would they notice a difference? I mean, you know, we keep talking about Obamacare, but is this just going to make health care better for everybody, or is it going to stop Obamacare from making health care worse?
2: Uh, hopefully a little bit of both. I think the idea is to make healthcare care more personalized that you make the choices rather than a government bureaucrat, that you get to buy the health insurance plan you want. Uh, My health insurance plan actually here in Washington, D.C., is being canceled for 2017, primarily because of government-imposed restrictions imposed by the District of Columbia government. Uh, we, We shouldn't see the federal government doing that. Hopefully states won't do that let more states decide, create more options, and then really focus on reducing costs. President Obama promised in 2008 that his plan would cut premiums by $2,500 per family. That hasn't happened. We need to focus on reducing the underlying health care costs.
1: Underlying those costs by giving people more, it gives people more autonomy in their choices, uh, letting states compete or letting states decide. I mean, what are what are the real mechanisms so that everybody listening can kind of understand this? How would costs come in? Because remember, Obamacare was supposed to drive down costs. And we know that's not happening. Um, well, how how would the alternatives that are now hopefully going to be put in place uh, by the Trump administration, by Price as HHS secretary, how do they make health insurance cheaper? Or health care cheaper, I, I, I should it, say.
2: Sure. It's, it's removing some of the mandates, both on, in Washington and at the, at the state level. Improving competition. It, providing incentives for wellness. And expanding the, the physician supply. I will give you one great example that many states, scope of practice laws, this is something that states can be doing right now actually to um, reform health care, improve access and lower costs. Physician assistants, nurse practitioners, nurse anesthetists, a lot of states impose undue restrictions and say you can't practice, you need to have a physician standing over you and supervising you. Letting them uh, practice to the full scope of their, their medical license, expands access, and saves money. You don't necessarily need, if you have strep throat, you don't necessarily need to go to an ear, nose, and throat specialist and have them look at you for $150. You can have a nurse practitioner do a strep test and give you an antibiotic at a minute clinic for $50. It's, the, it's those kind of steps that will help
1: reduce health costs. Right. Well, it's funny because here in New York, at least, I feel like when I do go to a doctor's office there's a very high probability I'm actually only going to see a physician's assistant and yet they charge me doctor or they charge my health insurer doctor's office prices or doctor prices rather
2: right and and it, it's really it, reforming those scope of practice laws to you will expand the supply of physicians and therefore you will draw you will uh, physician then physician assistant and therefore you will help help drive down the price
1: Right. I mean, that seems that seems like a, a straightforward application that would work here. Uh, is there anything else? And what what are the most important things that a Trump administration can do for health care overall? I mean, if if I could sort of get you three minutes with the Donald himself in Trump Tower, and you were able to sort of just give him your uh, your your rundown of what health care needs to look like in this country, what does it sound like? I mean, uh, oh, let's say Obamacare off the table; it's gone. It, it's like it never existed. Now what?
2: Sure. I, I, I think you need to reform the tax treatment of health insurance, and then you need to provide that, – that should be done at the federal level. And then you need to provide the, the right in, uh, incentives to the states to let them reform health care. This should not be a, a, a big top-down Washington-mandated effort. It's providing states with the right tools and the right incentives to reform their laws, to reform their, their insurance laws, to reform their scope of practice laws to reform their medical liability laws. As a constitutional conservative, medical liability, it should happen to end defense of medicine. It should happen at the state level, not necessarily from Washington. Um, devolving that power and that authority would, would be much more effective than to try to build another huge bureaucracy. HHS has 80,000 employees. Is, is it literally a government agency that's too big to manage, too big to fail?
1: It back a, to does States. it have a trillion dollars? Somebody, I think it has a trillion dollar budget, right? It does. When you add, it does. That's a big budget, even by government standards. Even, even,
2: even by government standards,
1: yes. What do you think of Tom Price as the guy to run this thing?
2: I, I think it, it is wonderful that you're getting a physician and a practitioner who has experience in health policy. As somebody, as a conservative who works in health policy, uh, I've always lamented the fact that many conservatives, many Republicans shy away from going down into the weeds of health care policy, um, whether it's congressmen or senators on, on Capitol Hill. Dr. Price has not done that. He's run towards it uh, and he has put put out good ideas and, and so is well versed on, on all those policy details. You really need somebody to be on, on well versed on those policy details because they're big programs and the details matter.
1: Uh, are we going to do anything about Medicare, by the way, or is that just uh, untouched uh, and untouchable still? Uh, I, I remember a few years ago, Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney talking about how Medicare is going to bankrupt us, got all these problems. Not a lot of talk about that now. What, what happened? I thought Medicare was really expensive and problematic. I thought the baby boomers were going to suck up all the oxygen from uh, or all, all the cash with Medicare.
2: It, it, is, it is incredibly problematic. Unfortunately, Obamacare, in many respects, made the problem worse. It. Saved money for Medicare, reduced Medicare reimbursements, but it used that money not really to improve Medicare solvency. It, it used it to pay for the new Obamacare entitlements. Unfortunately, it made government accounting made Medicare look more solvent on paper. So during the presidential campaign this past year, neither Hillary Clinton nor Donald Trump really looked at talked about Medicare reform or had plans to reform our entitlements to make them sustainable. Uh, since the election, it looks like certainly Paul Ryan is interested in entitlement reform. Dr. Price has been interested in entitlement reform. That's something that has to happen. Uh, It's just a question of of when, because unsustainable trends are, in the long run, unsustainable.
1: And is there anything that the Trump administration should do with regard to Medicaid? I remember reading that study, I forget where it came out of, that showed that even access to Medicaid didn't result in in better health outcomes. So whether you're a, whether you're a person, a low income person who's on Medicaid or not, uh, the health outcomes seem to be kind of the same. Medicaid still though takes up a huge chunk of a lot of state budgets. Is is there something to be done with it? it can it be run better? I, mean, I I don't hear people talking about Medicaid either.
2: No, they, it should it should be run better, and it should be run at the state level. Ironically. Most of the coverage gains from Obamacare have been not from the exchanges, which have been a mess. Most of the coverage gains from Obamacare have been through expansion of Medicaid. And I think giving states more flexibility, whether it's things like work requirements, more flexibility to manage their programs, to reduce costs and improve the quality of care, that is certainly needed because Medicaid is one of the largest programs on the federal level. And then it's one of the largest programs at the state level. It is sucking uh, state resources that otherwise could be spent on K-12 education, higher education, transportation, law enforcement. All of those state state level priorities are being subsumed by this massive Medicaid uh, program. So we have to reform that as well.
1: Chris Jacobs is the founder of the Juniper Research Group. Chris, anywhere else you want to direct people to look at your work?
2: Uh, certainly, you can check out TheFederalist.com, and I'm on Twitter at Chris Jacobs HC.
1: Fantastic. Chris, appreciate your time today.
2: Thanks very much for having me. The Buck Sexton Show.
0: The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com